the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Streetwise Theology Out of the Ivory Tower and Back into the Hands of the Invisible Church Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology. My name is Luke Saint, and today we're going to be talking about the Book of Obadiah, Complacent Christians, and a term that I can only refer to as judgment mode, for, frankly, lack of a better term. Often when I get into discussions with Christians about postmillennialism or theonomy, it gets to a certain point where the justification for Christian compartmentalization manifests itself in the phrase, well, we are under judgment, and the conversation is expected to be over. This phrase is probably just as frustrating as its cousin, namely, well, we are in the last days. It is a truly magical phrase. Suddenly, the Christian society, when faced with what may or may not be God's cultural wrath, goes into, quote, judgment mode. What this is, I surely don't know, and frankly, neither do they. I suspect it has something to do with the pessimistic outlook on eschatology. I think what they're saying is that we can't expect cultural change when God is subjecting that society to his wrath. Oh, they'll say, we still need to preach the gospel, but who knows what will happen? Nothing good, of course. I think that it means that all efforts should be focused on preaching the gospel and trying to convert people because that's what we are quote-unquote truly called to do. Anything else is considered a commodity, for example, protesting, politics, long-term, local missions, and anything aimed at societal reform. These are all second to the Great Commission, which nobody does even in times of blessing anyway. So the church is in quote-unquote judgment mode, I think. The creation mandate is commonly believed to be an estranged, awkward uncle to the bright, youthful Great Commission. I would argue that they are twins or maybe even the same person. But the creation mandate can't be employed in a society under judgment. It is fruitless to pursue it, so they say. What they really mean is stop trying to reform culture, since the creation mandate does this in a tangible way. The application of this paralyzing pseudo-theology reveals itself in an acceptance of corporate wickedness. Since no one can stop God's judgment, societal reform is impossible. It's useless to fight for a change in culture since God wants it that way. We can only hope to save souls. The ship is sinking. The combination of this stunningly non-biblical approach and its pessimistic eschatology cousin yields a church that excuses all the wickedness that we see around us. No mass attempt is being made to assuage or confront America's sin to restore her fortunes, as it says in Lamentations. Friend, do you know what God's judgment means to our responsibilities? Nothing. There is no variable application of our responsibility in a time or nation that is under judgment. Whether we face times of plenty or times of want, our mission is still the same, implementing the dual calling of the creation mandate and the Great Commission. To put it succinctly, furthering the kingdom of God, seeing the boundaries of Christendom expand through deeds of love and mercy. The imminence of God's wrath is irrelevant to our work. If anything, it should increase its importance. Lately, though, the church has used it to justify its own laziness. Consider the book of Obadiah. If anyone had a good excuse to go into quote-unquote judgment mode, it was Edom. The children of Esau received the curse of God in the book of Obadiah because on the day of destruction and calamity in Israel, Edom stood aloof. They did not help their brothers. In fact, some of them arguably helped the Lord in his judgment of that wicked nation of Israel by rounding up some of the fugitives. Hey, guess what? Turns out, the Lord didn't want Edom's help in his judgment. Instead, after he was done with Israel, he went and destroyed Edom. 
Edom thought, this is great. Those jerks in Israel are finally getting their long overdue judgment. God said, guess what? You're next. Really? Edom was just doing to Israel what they had coming. Everyone knew Israel was cruising for a bruising, but that did not excuse Edom's behavior or lack thereof. Matthew Henry says, quote, Now, when this was the woeful case of the Jews, the Edomites, their neighbors and brethren, should have pitied them and helped them, condoled with them and comforted them, and should have trembled to think that their own turn would come next. Unquote. Edom, instead of being indifferent or detrimental, should have been active in helping their brothers. They should have done something, even in the midst of so obvious a comeuppance. They weren't even God's chosen people, and he still expected them to love their neighbor during a time of judgment. Did John the Baptist stop to consider if the land was under judgment when he confronted Herod about his adulterous affair, or Josiah when he reformed Israel? What decision was made in Scripture that took into account God's judgment and how it affects our responsibility? The quote-unquote under judgment excuse does not hold any water. The Christian church has a moral responsibility to further God's kingdom in all areas of life and to not elevate the one commission over another mandate. Seeking societal reform during a time of judgment is just as noble and important as preaching the gospel. Our expectations should not hinder our responsibilities. Quite the opposite. Our responsibilities should influence our expectations. Thanks for listening, my friends. Be strong and courageous. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology, brought to you by the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society and Reconstructionist Radio. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com and thinkandreform.org. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.